So going back to the UK's poor performance vis-a-vis other comparable economies, one argument that I've seen being made to explain the UK's poor economic performance is is to say that the UK is somewhat unusual in how globalised its economy is. So any shutdown of cross-border flows is going to have a a heavier impact on a more outward-oriented economy like the UK's, and especially one that depends on, on services to the extent that the British economy does. Do you find that argument just wholly unpersuasive? It's really not going to fly. If you take services in general, France has a similar size service sector, a bit smaller to us. I mean, most of the large developed economies now have significant service sectors. This is like how capitalism operates, with some variation. I mean, Germany obviously has a much larger manufacturing uh, sector than most. But France has been nowhere nearly as badly affected as Britain in this. If you take the most globalised part of services, the bit that if you talk about trading services, and bear in mind, most, most services aren't traded, right? It's very hard, traded internationally, I mean. It's very hard to sell hairdressing to the rest of the world, right? Because you have to fly the hairdresser there or have people fly in. I mean, mostly hairdressing you don't sell internationally. So most services are not traded internationally. If you look at the bit of services that is traded internationally, which is basically financial services, which is big in Britain, this hasn't been that much affected by it. Lots of very large financial companies basically said everyone work from home and you can carry on doing more or less what you were doing before you're just at home now rather than in the office. So so it hasn't had that impact. So so this is this is really not going to work as, as an excuse for what's happened in Britain. The, the real reason is that this is a government failure on a very grand scale. They had a government that tried to do as little as possible, supposedly to protect the economy for as long as possible, made a series of very bad decisions, including you know, stopping testing and tracing in early March, that, that kind of thing. And then because this was producing a disastrous public health situation, these are the, the models, the infamous models produced by Imperial College that showed, you know, a quarter of a million deaths in, the, in a short space of time if we just carried on doing this. Because it was producing a disastrous public health situation, then they had to introduce a really quite hard lockdown and sustain that lockdown for a lot longer than other countries have done. Because the problem you're up against is once the virus has taken root in the way that it did and has in Britain, it requires a lot of effort to stamp things down. You have to really trample down on people's social contacts. This is the nature of having a you know a virus that spreads rapidly. This is the nature of an epidemic disease, that it's an exponential process. The thing starts off with one, two people being infected before you know it, you've got tens of thousands, right? So to stop the thing, particularly when it's become so widespread, requires a, a very heavy, long-lasting lockdown, which is what we've had, which means we've also had this this very dramatic economic impact on the other side, the collapse in GDP and all the rest of it. Looking forward, the assumption remains that the UK's furlough scheme will end in the autumn. But it's, I mean, it's already been extended once. And we've just seen the German government announce that its furlough scheme will be extended for a further 24 months. Do you think it's realistic to think that the government might be forced to extend the scheme again, just to avoid massive unemployment and and, and a bigger wave of bankruptcies? Exactly. I think there's a good chance I wouldn't put it, you know, this absolutely going to happen. But I think there's a very good chance that you have to extend it in some form. If you'd like to hear the rest of this episode of PTO Extra, please consider becoming a $5 supporter on Patreon, as well as getting access to extended versions of regular PTO shows. You'll also get access to all future episodes of PTO Extra. Thanks for listening.